how could you get a 10 times return? So it's a whole different level and way of thinking. And it goes right down to how you start your day and all the processes that you have and, and run through, as well as the products, as well as the problems in the industry. So for me, that's been eye-opening, very insightful, and has fundamentally made me think about innovation in a different way. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. In this podcast, Vince Mincione, a proven industry sales and partner executive, brings together technology leaders to discuss transformational trends and to deconstruct successful strategies to thrive and survive in the rapid age of cloud transformation. And now your host, Vince Mincione. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering where technology leaders come to optimize results through successful partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host, and my mission is to help leaders like you unlock the leadership principles and learnings of the best in the business to get partnerships right, optimize for success, and deliver your greatest results. A 10X Mindset. Do you and your organization operate from a 10X mindset? I believe having a 10X or growth mindset is foundational to achieving your greatest results in partnering and in life. My next guest for the podcast is a dear friend. Andrew McGonigal is the health and life science strategist at Google and was an early guest on this podcast when she had a similar role at Microsoft. Andrew joins us to share what she's learned about 10X mindset since joining Google, lessons from her amazing career journey, and why partners should consider Google during this transformational time. I hope you enjoy this discussion as much as I enjoyed welcoming back Andrea McGonigal. Before we dive into the interview, I'm happy to announce that PartnerTap has become a founding sponsor of Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I've been friends with the founders of PartnerTap for many years, and PartnerTap is the only partner ecosystem platform designed for the enterprise. Their technology makes it easy to align channel teams with automated account mapping, letting you control what data you share while building a partner revenue engine. I'm so excited to have them on board. Andrea, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Vince. I'm so excited to be back. I am so excited to welcome you, my friend. You are one of my favorite human beings. And Wow, we have a long story around Ultimate Guide to Partnering. You were an early guest, episode 17. We had the chance to work together very closely at Microsoft, in fact. And you have been, I would say, both an inspiration and a mentor to me in many ways over the years when I started this podcast. So I'm delighted to welcome you back today. Thank you, Vince. I'm really excited to be here. And yes, we have a great history that drives our passion around partners. And you're being too kind about a mentor. You were a mentor to me when I was at Microsoft and really helped me think about what I wanted next in my career. So I'm so happy to see you following your passion and sharing all this great information with everyone. I'm really excited to be a part of it. So you've had a really exciting ride. I've got to know you early on in your career. You are a health and life sciences strategist and thought leader. And 18 months ago, you went from one rocket ship to another rocket ship and made the leap from leading Microsoft strategy. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and that exciting role for you at at Google? I think uh, I keep saying everything 12 is my magic number. I worked at Microsoft for 12 years 
And before that, I was actually at Merck for 12 years. So my passion was always healthcare and life sciences. And I love bringing technology together um, with that. And I really was looking at the market and I could see the motivation of Google and I could see the inflection of people starting to think about Google. And because they were new to the space, as far as meeting at the enterprise level, some of these same customers, I was intrigued. Like, what were they doing? How are they coming into this market and making such a big splash? I'm a constant learner. I'm always striving for what's next. So I thought I need to get over there and learn what they're doing and see how I can make an impact of bringing these passions together of health and technology. I've got to watch the rise of Google. Tony Savoyan. Sada Systems has been a frequent guest here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've had Eric Rosencrantz on the podcast two times now, and wow. I also have seen this amazing rise on the enterprise side and the investments that Google has made. So 18 months in role, what have you learned and what's been the biggest aha moment for you there? I think the first thing is definitely like innovation. And people say Google's an innovative company, but I, I don't think I really understood what that meant until I was ingrained in the culture. And when I think about innovation, like I think before I thought it was like, oh, you have good products and how do you apply those products? Here, it's so so much a part of the culture, everything from process to how you look at things and you actually make space to think innovatively. And everything is based on this culture of 10 times. Like when you look at a problem, you're not trying to fix 10% of the problem. If you turn the problem upside down on its head, how could you get a 10 times return? So it's a whole different level and way of thinking. And it goes right down to how you start your day and all the processes that you have and and run through, as well as the products, as well as the problems in the industry. So for me, that's been eye-opening, very insightful, and has fundamentally made me think about innovation in a different way. The second part of that is just change in general. I mentioned my path. When I've been looking at this space and focused on the customers in this space and been passionate about the convergence of technology and healthcare, and to think of it through a different lens, change, it doesn't matter what company is, change feels so good. And I'm really excited of being a student again and learning, but applying the knowledge that I had from from my previous career paths. I love what you have to say here. So the technology, you know, Eric has talked to me about this from an engineering culture perspective, Google. I mean, we all use Google, so we understand intuitively the technology and things like Kubernetes that came out of Google. From the work approach, I I love what you had to say here, because also I'm a big fan of OKRs and OKRs were become a big part of Google. And now other organizations are really embracing OKRs, objectives and key results as a as a way to monitor work, as a way to distribute work out amongst a group and measure the results and milestones and results against that. And then just the change. So talk to me a little bit more about that last statement. Change, I think you do things a certain way, no matter whether it's the best way or the worst way or in between. When you do things a certain way for so long, it becomes old hat, old habit. And then it's like, what am I really learning? And I think when I stepped out of that, and kind of started over, I, I, it took me weeks. I kept feeling my shoulders drop and drop and drop. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Let, let me learn more about this. Let me learn more about that. And I literally became a student again in, in a whole new way that I hadn't before. And I didn't realize how badly I needed that and how good it felt. 
to just think about problems in a different way. Because it's everyone who's in this space knows the problems that exist, but to use a different tool set, to use a different mindset when you're approaching the problems was refreshing for me. You talked about flipping the problem on its head, which made me think a little bit about what we're seeing, in fact, in the partner world today. We're really seeing a disruption. We've seen this technology trans transformation and disruption over the last few years accelerated through this COVID time. And now we're also starting to see the, even the way organizations partner transforming. My friend Jay McBain has been on the podcast a few times, has talked about this since the decade of the ecosystem, and that organizations are finally waking up to the fact that they need to collaborate more effectively with other organizations. So I, I love what you had to say here about flipping a problem on the head. Can you give me an example of that? Sure. So it could be anything from the process or how you approach a customer, but I'll speak to one particular one without naming the customer per se, but there was a collaboration between pharmaceutical companies who were looking at the new drug filing system and what would need to be done to fundamentally change that, streamline it. COVID made us take it to a whole new level, right? The difference a few days, a weeks, a month can make in bringing a product to market is huge. So what if we reimagined that? And that was one of the first projects I worked on when I was here. And to think about that and in that new light of putting it on its head, how do you get a 10 times return versus 10%? You think about companies, um, particularly in the pharma industry, right? They're all about incremental moves and that traditional manufacturing mindset. And to take a complete step back, oh God, I love it. It's, it's so fun to me. It's what ignites me each day. And to think that we could make a difference. And I don't think it's just the technology that can make the difference. I think it's when technology is in the background, you don't know the difference that it's there, but you start thinking about these problems differently to, to get the right outcome. I love it. I'm thinking 10x mindset. I want to, oh, can we coin that term 10x mindset? <laughs> Google already did. Ah. <laughs> now, Google uses it all the time as part of their culture and the way that we work and how we approach the problems. I love it. I love it. I'm going to reuse this. <laughs> so as this podcast focuses on helping technology leaders achieve their greatest results working with the tech giants, and healthcare is such an important area of focus, the impact that we can have here with modernizing, with changing. We've all lived through this now, in fact. I'm using telemedicine now. We talked about how this time like no other has rapidly transformed everything in our lives. And Google has advanced quite a bit in the last few years from an organizational perspective and learning to partner. Can you share with our listeners more about the investments that Google is making, both in the enterprise and technology level and also in the partnering side? Sure. I think from a company perspective, Google and Alphabet as the broader umbrella has been in healthcare for years, the past 15 years. And they have investments exceeding $6 billion. And they have various operating investments as well as extensive teams of, of experts and subject matter experts in this space. But the organization that I represent and work in is Google Cloud. And so specifically for Google Cloud, we're looking at the transformation of healthcare and how we can take data and help provide better outcomes across the board here. And really bring together the mission of Google across the board, which is to really make the world's information universally accessible and useful. And we saw a lot of that play out. We want to meet people where they are. And when you think about it, 
consumers, patients, when they're thinking about their healthcare, where do they go first? Search. Yeah. Uh, we have the tools at that level. So I think from a consumer aspect, when you think about YouTube and assets like that, as well as Fitbit, et cetera, we have the consumer side. So really investing on the cloud and backend pieces around products and offerings to complement that, to get us to the enterprise level and really focus from an industry perspective of making that impact. And the mindset has definitely shifted. And I've seen a maturity around that here at Google around partners. As we get deeper and deeper in industry, it becomes clearer and clearer how important partners are to this ecosystem. We're not going to be in the business, you know, of building every product and offering for healthcare. That's not who we are. That's not where we're going. We want to accelerate it. And that means accelerating the partners and the partnerships as well. And we listen to what our customers are doing. And today, some of the offerings and solutions that our, our partners are that I have built have made a huge impact in healthcare. And we want to look to see how we can invest our technology and some of the things we do and do really well and allow them to focus on what they do specific for healthcare and put their funding and their money into that and really become more competitive on the market as we build the backend infrastructure pieces or some of the products and offerings such as Vertex AI, Contact Center AI, and different capabilities that we're building that can be broadly applied here. And I know Google has won some pretty significant accounts, some significant wins recently. Why do clients specifically and why should partners choose to work with Google? Yeah, it's, I talked about it when we first got on. The momentum is crazy. When I think about some of the big brand names like Ascension, Mayo, and now HCA, I think the innovation factor is a big piece, but also the technology. I talked a little bit about Vertex AI, but products that we come out with, it's amazing to me. There's a lot of transparency inside Google around products that are coming. People talk and say alpha, beta. I don't remember hearing those words before, yeah. right? And they say these products are coming. And do you think, there's some application to healthcare. So we get that ability to mold before the products are coming to market. And they may or may not be healthcare specific, but find ways to solve some of the problems of healthcare, like the contact AI center or content distribution warehouse and different products. And Anthos, for example, hey, it doesn't matter what cloud you're on, Anthos can help you and host all those clouds and help bring some of that information. And then obviously a big one for us is HD healthcare data engine. How do we help people unlock that data? So it's really a combination of the innovation and technology. And, and I think it's that different way of thinking. And finally, I would say it's that alphabet umbrella, right? Of the thought leadership that we have across the breadth of those products. As I mentioned, from consumer to enterprise and our ability to make an impact in this market. So specifically for partners out there, how do they work more effectively with you and your team? Yes. We have specific partner programs that I can definitely share links with and how to reach out and get in touch with us. But absolutely, I want to hear about partners who are making a difference in this space. We are out at all the conferences and, and different events that are happening, watching the market, and we're also proactively reaching out to partners. So I think both proactive and reactive, I'm happy to share links for how we, how you learn more about the partner ecosystem. Also working on some one-to-many events where we'll bring in healthcare partners and share broadly what it means to be a partner 
and the partner ecosystem and how you join it, et cetera. So more to come on that. Can't wait to hear more about that. So you've been a partner leader and someone with very strong partner DNA for quite some time. In fact, when I first met you back in the Malvern office, you were in a partner development role, right? Yes. You were leading, you were, I think we called them PAMs back in the day. Yes, we did. Like, I was a PAM. Yeah, you were a PAM. <laughs> I'm so glad they got rid of that name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrea, you, because this is so in your DNA, what do you believe makes a successful partner for Google? A successful partner for Google is one that understands the mission critical systems of a healthcare organization, whether it's provider plans or life sciences, and is looking to fundamentally disrupt or take that offering to the next level, right? It's not status quo. We keep talking about this 10 times and thinking about it differently. I don't want to have, and I'm being honest, I don't necessarily want to have discussions with people to say, do you want to be on a third cloud? That's not a ton of value for anybody. That's right. I want to have discussions around how do you fundamentally want to look at your roadmap, some of the products and offerings that we have, think in that 10x thinking of how we can make you much more competitive in the market and meet the needs of our customers and patients across the board. You don't want to me too. I think yeah. is what you're saying here. And what I love the fact that organizations that want to lead the disruption, that want that 10x impact for their clients are the ones that need to build. And I see this, right? I get to work with people like Tony Safoy and I get to witness some of the work that others do around this area. So really great insights. No, it is. And I, as you said, it's in my DNA. I absolutely love partners and understand how critical they are to the success of anything that we're doing in healthcare, specific solutions, et cetera. And their ability to be nimble and move quickly and at the same time, make a difference. I really enjoy it. And I'm really excited to help build that here at Google. So all good stuff. Some more to come for partners to engage with you and the team. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Any other parting before we move on to what we're going to talk about next, which is career journey and the like, any other parting words for partners who wish to engage or wish to optimize for success working with Google? It sounds like just... Be yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us how you're making a difference. And I think one of the key things that I don't see from partners, a lot of people focus on the technology and they would think Google wants to focus on the technology. On the healthcare team, not necessarily. I want to know the roadmap and how to get there and help improve that. But talk in numbers and ROI and impact for the customers and the patients. Because yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, we have the best outcomes when technology is invisible. You said it right, outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. What are the results we want to go achieve together? Mm -hmm. So as you might know, being a former guest or a past guest on the podcast, I'm fascinated with career journey. And I spent a lot of time helping leaders. And I've met, as you mentioned, I've mentored some folks along the way. I believe that people are fascinated with the career journey and how you got to this spot in your career, Andrea. So talk to us a little bit about you. Is there a just cause that you are most passionate about? I mentioned a little bit about it, but I think it's a combination of a few things. I did say healthcare and technology, but also women and technology. So I'll, I'll kind of go back on my story a bit. I went to Drexel University for this program that was a combination of business and computers and was in the co-op program. 
And I got my eyes open because you went into a company and for six months and it was a full-time job and you made real money and you had real problems and real responsibilities. And it really set you up for the future of, of being competitive in the market, getting good a job, but also being a student in a different way. And so right away, I was, I was in healthcare right away. I went to um, what was U.S. Healthcare, which is now Aetna, was what, my first job. And then from there, I went to Merck. And while I was there at Merck, I learned a lot because I was going through changes personally. I was getting married. I was having kids. I also always had in my mind from those first days at Drexel, hey, I want to move up the ladder. I want to make a difference in this space. And I want to have a career. And I knew from the beginning, I wanted to do both, have a career and have a family. And there was so much discussion about, can you have both? And so it really became my passion and cause to say, okay, how do I help women in this space? What can I do? Do There were so many different days that it was hard. And I was like, what should I do in this situation? So I started a blog. Um, the Working Queen Bee, where I, I, t- I talk about them jokingly in a lot of ways, some of the situations I got myself in and how I had to pick between the two many times. And I can't get over how many times people said to me, oh, this is happening. I literally would like uh, return to work after having their first baby. My baby 16, that was a long time ago. But wow. because I documented those things, I literally send the person the blog post and they're like, this is exactly how I'm feeling. I totally... And I'm like, and you're going to get through this and here, be kind to yourself and do these different things. So it's been very helpful that way. And it's led me to various passionate projects that I worked on at Microsoft. I led the women in health group and created it. And now I'm working with Google to create the women in health group for Google. I'm actually an advisor, executive advisor to that group, which is all across Google. So I'm so excited about that. So it's turned into this passion and cause women. And I will say this. I, we have lots of discussions about this, right? When, when we have women's group and allies and men in the group, what should we do? Vince, you were an ally before allies were cool and before it was called an ally. You were at every single women's event. You were, when you'd sit at the table and listen, you participated before anyone was even like, hey, this is the company initiatives, et cetera. So I got to call you out for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've said this to people before, like I would go to the women's luncheon and I, I, know, I remember. And the men would go, why are you going there? That's just for the women. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because 50, 60% of my team are women and I need to learn. I need to understand and be compassionate too and understand their needs. And yeah, like you said, it's amazing. I just, Gabriella Schuster is another person like yourself that's been very passionate around this area around allyship. And uh, we were just talking about this uh, about a week ago. So thank you very much for that call out. Yes, yes. It's very important. And I think it's a safe space for women to talk about issues they're facing, but it, it, it is also so good. And I'm a big proponent of including men in the conversations for that very reason. For education, just understand where people are coming from. I had another quick story there around this. We were talking one time, a group of leaders, and we were talking about someone who was going to be a manager a manager role that was open and somebody said, hey, this person said, no, they don't want to do it. They have a family, small kids, blah, 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 blah. And I just was like, stopped in my tracks. I was like, wait a second. That's the number one salesperson, the number one person who signed a partnership that has been pressworthy and made a difference in healthcare. 
that is the most qualified person. Let me have a conversation with them. And I sat down, I had a conversation with her and we talked about balancing a family, creating uh, borders like, hey, I can do this and I can't do this. No one to say no. And she went, she changed her mind. And I said, you can do both and don't miss up on this opportunity for it because do you want it? And she's like, yes. And I said, is this the only reason why you're not doing it? Because you have a, a young family. And I'm like, you're going to find a way to make it work. And we're going to make it work for you. That's our obligation as a company, as a leadership team. And sure enough, she got the job and she's killing it and doing great. So I really do carry this through <laughs> beyond these groups and part of mentoring. And part of that is being aware, as we talked about, right? If you're one of those leaders in the room, I'm not saying convince people to do things they don't want to do. But double click on some of these issues. First off, we this technology sector is still very much a white male dominated sector. And we need to do everything possible to balance that out. There's so much great talent. As you said, having that conversation with that individual around and I think also we've learned during this time, like no other, that it's not a it's not a sitting at a desk for forty hours, eight hours a day. Yeah. Like peop, some people can get the same amount of work done in three to four hours mm-hmm. and actually be more effective than somebody sitting at a desk for eight hours. You know, we, we counted butts and seats back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think the philosophy, like the mindset's changing around what is impact. And as you mentioned, OKRs earlier, I think OKRs allow you to measure results versus hours expended. And you can do that in, in the time in the time frames that need it. And even like I was saying, create boundaries. I remember I said when I was, I think I was at Microsoft at the time and I spoke at an event and I said, Hey, I stop work at 4.30. And back then, like that was on her. And they were like, I literally felt like a gas and then I caught myself. Maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. Like I just put the ax on my career here moving forward. And I was like, my kids get off the bus at this time. I have two little kids. I need to stop at that point, talk to them, see how their day was and make dinner and which I'm not a good cook, but anyway, <laughs> be with them in that short time. They went to bed relatively early still. And I would set the expectation. I said from the beginning with my manager, this is what I'm going to do. And then at night when they go to bed at eight o'clock, if I need to, I would get back online. I would prepare for the next day. And that's how I created my boundaries early. And I remember people just come up to me like, oh, you're the girl who told everybody to leave work early. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's me. <laughs> Yes, it's funny. And as you said today, people wouldn't even think twice about that, right? Not at all. Not at all. Well, we've all learned to apply grace to our lives, right? I was on a Teams call yesterday and the individual that I work with's daughter came and gave her a big hug. Like we're on the Teams call with a 25 people client. And I think it's just great that we get to share our personal lives now. I agree. I agree. The lines are blurred on both sides. There's no turning back now. Absolutely. So was there a best piece of advice along the way, whether it was Microsoft, Google, Merck, even, in fact, in the earlier days of your career? I definitely think like creating boundaries was a good one. I've, I think I've spoken to this before, but when I was talking about my career aspirations. And I would say, Hey, I want, I want to be a certain level in the company, or I want to get to this title. And one of my bosses at the time, he was male and he said, you have to start creating this different level of executive presence. And I was like, how am I going to do that? And he was kind of coaching me around that. One of the things he said was join, join a board. 
join a board. Join a board. I said, I can't even think straight with the responsibilities I have. How am I going to join a board and give someone else more of my time? And he was like, create boundaries. Tell them you can give them three hours a month and only time yourself. Make sure you don't give them more than that. And guess what? It's going to work out. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. And I did it. And guess what? It did work. It was creating those boundaries to make these things possible. And quite frankly, it was so good for my career. I met the CEO of all different companies throughout the tri-state area. I got this different exposure. I was able to raise money for a great cause. It took me to a whole new level of growth. When I talked about being a student, changing your environment so that you continue to learn. And it really was some great advice for me to get on a board and, and get some of those external skills. But creating boundaries was the key piece. Creating boundaries. I think it strikes back to me the Stephen Covey analogy of the rocks, pebbles, and sand that you fit in a jar. Mm -hmm. You created room for a rock, and you probably just had less room for the sand and the pebbles. Yeah. So we're going to have a little bit of fun, Andrew. This has been a great conversation. I think it's getting close to where we need to have a little fun. Okay, sounds good. So... You're stuck on an island. Now, I don't wish this on anyone, but I'm thinking Tom Hanks and Castaways here. You you can pick only five songs to bring along with you on a playlist for this time on this island. Hopefully it's not too long, not as long as Tom Hanks. What are the five songs you would bring with you and why? Mm, That's a good one. A really good one. I like to think I like have different tastes, all different things. Are all over the place. I think one of the first ones I would pick would be like a Kenny Chesney song. I love Kenny Chesney when I think about an island and the sun <laughs> at a beach. So to be in the vibe, whether it's tequila or one of his other songs, I, I really like Kenny Chesney. I have to have Kenny Chesney on that playlist. Picking one song would be hard. Are you going to pick one song? We're going to say tequila? I think you and tequila. Yeah, I think that would have to be it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we got tequila on the list. Okay. And then that island vibe, you got to have some Yacht Rock for that island vibe. Going with the island vibe theme. So I would say something like Brandy or Michael McDonald. But yeah, I love Yacht Rock in the sun. And then I am Irish and I love my Irish culture and music. I would definitely have to have an Irish song. I would, there's a song called Tell Me Ma. It's actually like an Irish, is it like a nursery rhyme that they turned into a song? And it's about a kid who lives in Belfast. And that's where I was born. It's one of my favorite Irish songs. So I would definitely have that on the list. And that's Tell Me Ma? Tell Me Ma. I bet you no one will ever say that on your podcast. Oh, I want to find this lo- song so we get at it here. Yes, and you got you to gotta put the Irish dancing in with it. Nice, nice. <laughs> and let me see. I think I would definitely have to pick another Irish song, one that reminds me of my dad. My dad passed away about, about a year and a half ago, around the same time that I, not long after I left to come to Google. And one of his favorite songs was Sweet 16 by the Furies. And on back when I was growing up, on Saturdays, they had an Irish hour on the radio because that's what you did. You listened to the radio. So Saturday mornings, I think it was like 9 o'clock, there was an Irish hour and the music would play from 9 to 10. And our whole house, like my mom would be cleaning, everyone would be doing their thing. It was the day that my dad was off of work on a Saturday morning. And Irish music would be playing through the house. And then my dad would go through his albums of all Irish music. 
and play them. So I definitely have memories of my childhood listening to the Furies on Saturday morning and the house being clean, the windows open, and just all about families. And it reminds me of my father. So that would be one. And then more upbeat and fun and party like I like to. <laughs> I would have to say like Rihanna and Drake. I love that song, Take Care. It's a collaboration between Rihanna and Drake. And that would definitely keep me dancing on that island. <laughs> All right. So Rihanna and Drake, take care. I love it. I love this list, Andrea. Thank and you. Thank you so much. I think we lost, you lost your dad around the same time I lost my mom. That's right. That's uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I understand your, how you feel. So yes. Now, now it's just our job to make them proud. Exactly. Or continue to make them proud. Continue to make them. Mm-hmm. So Andrea, I want to thank you. You have been, you are, first of all, you're an amazing friend and human and just loved getting to spend some time with you. And it's been a long time. And I hope to see you again soon in person. Yes. Uh, next, maybe I'll come to one of your partner events. I would love Sounds that. good. Yes, I would love to have you. And I'll definitely keep you um, in mind for that in the future. And I want to thank you. I The podcast has been amazing. Your passion for partners shines through. You really established yourself as a leader in this space, Vince. And you're so genuine and it speaks volumes that you're at, what is this, 140, did you say? You are episode 140. It speaks volumes, 140 people and you keep going. So thank you. Thank you for, for doing that for the community and for everyone involved. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Andrea. As with each of my episodes, I appreciate your support. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, like, comment, tell your friends about Ultimate Guide to Partnering and where they can find us. And I'd love your feedback. Please like the podcast and provide comments or reach out to me at Vince Menzion on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also like and follow Ultimate Guide to Partnering on our Facebook page or drop me a line at vincem at ultimate-partnerships.com. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by PartnerTap the partner ecosystem platform most trusted by enterprise. Drive more revenue with your partners and learn more at partnertap.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.